Hi, I'm Yanling. Hi, I'm Jace. And welcome to another episode of Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we talk about the freelance economy or the gig economy. And today uh, we have Zender with us. Yes. Thank you yeah. for having me, guys. Thank no, you. No, no problem. Thank you for joining us, Zender. So, um, for those of you, you probably already have recognized him, but um, I still have to introduce our guest before <laughs> I let him introduce himself. <laughs> Zander, also known as the Singapore's uh, first MasterChef winner, right? Um, who keep cooks from the heart. So he won um Singapore MasterChef in 2018. That's right. Yeah, and um after weeks of a lot of rounds, you know, of uh, competing with um you know other um other competitors, right? And also um, in terms of wowing the judges with very um, distinct tastes, right? Especially uh, Asian flavor type of food and then mm-hmm. combined with Italian cuisine. I would say so, yes. I'd yeah. Sort of like at, at the uh, sort of at the cornerstone. Right. I, I, I love to go back to Italian food a lot of the time because okay. that's actually where I started uh, my food journey. Okay. You know, that okay. was the, cu- the cuisine which I sort of first dip my toes into right. I, uh, I was bitten by it I loved it <laughs> and so like a lot of like that those early cooking days came from right. that so it's it's a it's a comfort place for me great great yeah. so maybe um since we're on here maybe um, I'll let you introduce yourself a bit sure. and then how you actually found your passion in Italian cuisine mm-hmm. okay uh well my name is uh, Xander Ng I'm Half Singaporean, half Australian. So my father is Singaporean Chinese. My mom is Australian. I was born here in Singapore. And I lived here up until the age of about 15. I then went overseas to do my, uh, for boarding school in Australia. And so I lived in Australia for a good seven years before having to return and shave my head to do NS. (laughs) (laughs) So So that's your moment of uh, boys to men. Uh, Correct. So I had all this freedom (laughs) in Australia at one point. You know, at university, oh, I turned 21, felt good. (laughs) And then I have to come back, shave my head and uh, yeah, go to BMT, right? Live in in Tagong for two months. Uh, No, but it's cool. Uh, Had a good time coming back. And I guess, you know, for for food and that Mm. journey for me, Mm. it started actually when I first went to university. And the residence where I was staying at, they didn't have any uh, catering. There was no like food hall Mm. at all. So like I had to learn how to cook just to survive, just to feed myself, you know. And I because, you know, like also buying food takeaway all the time was Mm. very expensive. Yes. Mm. So I was like, oh, man, okay, I got to learn how to do it. Mm. And, you know, I, I think back to some of those early days and, you know, I would go to a farmer's market and. I think it's like if, if if you've never really cooked before, you don't really understand like volume mm. and you don't what know what you need. So I remember like I would go and I'd buy like right. a crate of bok choy. Right. And like I don't even love bok choy that much. <laughs> like it's okay, but it was like, you know, it was on sale at the farmer's market. And then I would go back to my right. studio apartment and try to cook it. And it was, it was comical. <laughs> I mean, it was comical the way that I was, you know, washing my vegetables, cleaning my wok. Um, I had an electric hot plate, like a really mm. cheap one from Ikea wow. that I used to have to put by my windowsill okay. so I wouldn't set off the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, long story short on that one, right. like it started from a, just a very like modest uh, place. Right. But as I started to cook, I realized mm. that actually I, I love it a lot. Right. Uh, the passion grew. It became very mm. intense. And, mm. um, you know, till this day, I think if you ask any cook, what's the best thing in the world. Mm. It would be cooking for people and seeing them enjoy your food. 
Wow. You know that reaction that mm. that um, expressing yourself on a plate and bringing joy to somebody mm. is is really the best thing. Mm. And so I I got into that early in university, and I just yeah. sort of kept cooking on my own. Right, right. So who is your first master that you learned from in that sense? Ah, uh, you know. Okay, so I, I actually come from a family of no cooks. Uh, yeah. No one cooked yeah, at home. No one, no one cooked at home. No, no one so it's not at, in no. your DNA. Not so yeah. much, not so much. I mean, my dad doesn't, doesn't cook. My mom certainly doesn't cook. <laughs> and okay. you're looking at two who doesn't cook as well. Yeah. I, I'm not sure about Yeling, maybe Yeling does, but I, I was certainly I like not. That, yeah. I, I can't say people like to eat my food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't like a story... Where you know, it's like, oh, my grandmother cooks so much. Yeah. Oh, my mom passed on all these yeah. recipes. Oh, you have a secret recipe. Oh, yeah. very nice. I wish yeah. you know, but but it's okay. Like <laughs> I, I just realized that you know, it's just something that I was going to take upon myself to learn. Mm. And nowadays, like you can learn absolutely anything. Yeah. Yeah. Online, like if you're driven and you want to find the resources, they are out yeah. there. So that's yeah. always how I learn. Uh, but actually, I think. Probably one person who was was quite important was mm. that um, my stepfather. His mom is mm. so she she's Italian, mm. and so she is like a, a nonna, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, through him, I kind of had a nonna in my life at one point in mm. time, you know. So mm. that was that was very nice. Yeah. Mm. So were you were you professionally trained then? I mean, apart from the the, the no. fame, Nona is is on the class of her own, right? Yes, yeah. of course. I mean, that's I mean, like you know, Nona's cooking is always best, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like yeah. grandmother cooking, right? Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. 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 But what were you studying in uni then? I was doing a Bachelor of Commerce. Wow. Yes, <laughs> yes. Try my luck at accounting yeah. and finance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went in with the idea that... Uh, well, you know, I think it's, it's, it's like I, I, I kind of choked when it came right. to selecting my university course. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think for like a one. lot of young kids, you know, like, you know, it's very hard to make a decision. Right. Yeah. So you came back after you complete your course and then mm-hmm. you do your NS and after that what do you go on doing then? Yeah. Actually my first job was uh, I was a, uh, a broker in oh. the shipping industry. So after that role uh, I went into a company um, that's within the IT industry mm-hmm. and so with them I did like um, sales, solution selling um, you know a lot more towards myself and my strengths and uh, I guess throughout that entire time I was always still cooking. Okay. You know, and I, okay. as I kept cooking, yeah. I kept getting more ambitious. Right. You know, and right. uh, I, I've always had that philosophy that um, if you continue to cook the same dishes, like say you get comfortable with one thing and then you just keep making it, mm. I felt like, you know, I was never growing mm. as a person and a chef. So I would always mm. try to then like set another challenge, you know, okay. another type of cuisine, mm. you know, like it's just like this is, there was just a hunger and appetite to learn. Mm. And at that time, in Australia, uh, MasterChef Australia was huge. Yeah. Mm, That's when it was huge. booming. So, mm. you know, from, I would say from season two onwards mm. in MasterChef Australia, like I was like always watching, oh, okay. you know, and like it's a big deal over there. Like yeah. they play it like five days a week for wow, really? months on yeah. end. <laughs> like it's, it's like one of the biggest shows, you know, yeah. on air there. And... Uh, watching it, I was like constantly just blown away. Mm. And you know, I think for anyone mm. who cooks, it's like funny play along, right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, mystery box. Yeah. Uh, oh man, what would I make with that? Yeah. And then, and then you be like, oh, that's a bad choice. Yeah. You, oh, dude, come on, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie. And then like you keep like making all these comments, right? So you kind of play along with them. And um, I kept thinking about it. People mm. told me like, hey, give it a go. Mm. Um, but I just felt like uh, it was too much. 
Yeah. You know, I wasn't ready. Um, yeah. I just never felt comfortable. Um, but like, you know, it was just kind of always something that lingered at the back of your mind because I guess it's like for anyone who's a home cook, yeah. right? The whole point of MasterChef is that it's geared towards people who haven't had professional training. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, yeah. it's kind of a place where, man, like for a home cook, you can go and do some crazy things on there yeah. if you want to. Mm. And um, so I moved back to Singapore, kept cooking, mm. did my army thing, whatever, yeah. kept working. Mm. And then um, there was MasterChef Asia that mm. came first. Yeah. So like you know I made that decision then I'm like listen it's it's come to my home country now yeah mm. like if I don't try now mm. I never do it and like I I would hate I, I hate to be that kind of person where uh I, I have regrets moving mm. on yeah, you, you know like yeah. yeah like at least try yeah and if it doesn't work out it's mm. fine mm. but to, like to have had that opportunity and not done it mm. is the worst thing mm. yes. so then I'm like okay go apply <laughs> try it <laughs> never look back no, yeah. never look back yeah. and uh, enjoy the uh, the journey along right. the way, though. Right. Yeah, every time. So yeah, and, and congrats, you won it, right? Yeah. Thank you. Right. I'm, I'm as surprised as you guys. You know? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of hard work and effort must have gone in. But yeah. how would you say that has it actually changed your life? Do you think that that is a po- turning point in your career? Absolutely. I think that you know, from from someone who was. Uh, hosting people for dinner parties at home, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally cooking to families, to now being, um, you know, featured in some incredible restaurants, mm. hotels in Singapore, yeah. uh, working with uh, amazing brands, mm. and you know, just being able to have that voice, mm. you know, and I think that's that's the most meaningful thing, mm. being able to uh, express yourself mm. and uh, make a positive impact. You know, and I think that has uh, been an incredible turning point mm. for me. So I'm very thankful for that. Mm. So, but what's the, what has the transition been like? Mm. Because it must <laughs> be very different from what yeah. you were doing before you. It was so it. it was so different because it's like you know I was I was like f- completely corporate. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like eight thirty to six Monday to Friday, I was yeah. there, and at the moment I leave work, I'm like, I yeah. don't want to talk about work. Yeah. yeah. I'm switching off. Yeah. And like weekends come, I'm like I'm relaxing. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. You know, so except cooking. Okay. Uh, yeah, except cooking, yeah. See, but at that time, cooking was my escape. Right. Yes. You right. know, it was that time right. to like uh, yeah. let go. Yeah. You know, it was very therapeutic. Mm. You know, I would listen to my music in the kitchen, mm. have a beer with me, a glass of wine, whatever yeah. I'm having, just enjoy myself. Uh, no like 60 minute time limits on my cooking. <laughs> you know, there's no clock that's freaking me out. And so, you yeah, know, that was, that was the escape back then. Mm. Uh, so I think, yeah, once I left that role, the transition was... Um, well, how do I structure my days? Mm. You know, how do I uh, stay driven? Yep. How do I have that discipline to constantly be working uh, when I don't have that place that I go to mm. every yes. morning for work? Mm. Yeah. Have you found your way around that? Is there some hack that you're trying out or you, mm. it's, it's good for you? Well, I, I generally have always been like a pretty hardworking like, person. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps. But um, I would always like try to start my mornings like, very early, um, have my breakfast and clear up like all the emails that I need to for the, the day ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I'll always have like the things that I want to achieve within that day. So I'll plan mm-hmm. it the day before, mm-hmm. you know, normally before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. tomorrow um, I want to get through like ABCD. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the most important thing. Yep. This mm-hmm. is probably the least important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I die like these are the things that I have to get done within that day. Mm. Doesn't matter how long it takes me, but like it needs to get done. Mm. And so 
like whenever I would start a day, like I'd have a very clear agenda of what I need to achieve, mm. you know? And I've always been kind of a lists person as well. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always felt like if you just kind of like, like apply yourself like you know 50% 25% and you're trying to do like so many things at once yeah. you're not very effective yeah. so whenever I try to do something it's like okay phone away mm. for a while yep. and like it's 100% of my time and mm. energy goes into what's at hand mm. so that helps mm. that I wish has I can, me I wish I can yeah. do that <laughs> it's not I should easy. do that you need yeah. to learn to be more disciplined it's yeah. not easy though and like the biggest problem is that like there's so many distractions at home yes yeah, yeah. 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 so then the other hack is that I have to leave the house mm. Um, mm. sometimes yes. like yeah. like for really productive true. work like go to a cafe right. uh, like one of those like working spaces yeah. Yeah. you know find somewhere yeah. to go because like when you're there like you just have to work yeah, 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 that's right. Especially so, when I see people around you working, right? Yeah. You better work. That's right. And you don't know anyone there. You're like, yeah. okay. Well, There's I no cannot speak to anyone, yeah. you know. I just got to work now. So what's, what's your everyday routine like then? Take us through your day. Um, so I, I would say that um, like transitioning into like this kind of like freelance role now, yep. it's it's so sporadic. Mm. You know, like there's... Like that that's the biggest change for me that like my days and my weeks now are so unpredictable. Mm. You know, I can have like maybe two or three days mm. at home where mm. I get to catch up on emails, on projects and like start planning some of my long term goals. Mm. Uh, but then I can have uh, nine days um, back to back, mm. hardcore back to back from like recipe testing and development um, in my kitchen, in professional kitchens, in production kitchens, to events one after another, mm. to filming. Yep. Um, mm. So, and like those days, it's just, it's, it's manic, mm. you know? And mm. so it's very hard to say, like it changes mm. a lot now. And mm. I kind of feel like it, it, it's been harder. Mm. Like it's, it's draining, mm. you know? It's, it's physically very difficult. Um, just because like we're constantly having to be on the go and cooking, mm. you know, for me in my in my um, profession there, you know, like, for example, like when when we do uh, recipe testing mm. and development, like, mm. you know, people are like, oh, yeah, very nice. Like, I guess you know how to cook. So you put a dish together. Yeah. And right. like you, you, can, you know how to plate so you can make mm. it very nice. But, you know, behind each dish, yeah. like, you know, you're you're making it at least would say minimum five times yeah yeah before you're really happy with it completely mm. happy with it and you know like to cook something five times over mm. whilst writing the recipe out mm. it, it just takes a lot of time yeah, yeah. you know if you're yeah. braising something if yeah. you're marinating something overnight yeah. if you're sous vide something and then sous vide it for uh 48 hours 36 hours you know yeah. um it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. And it's just, yeah. it's very, it's very demanding on yes. you and your body. You have yeah. to be up cooking for a very yeah. long time. And so. you have to finish the dish yourself, I suppose. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, I'll have a bite and like straight away yeah. I know like if I like it or not. But if not, like yeah. my family and my house yeah. just has a lot of food. Oh, okay. They're constantly eating. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys, this yeah. one, yeah. Uh, about 60%. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad, not bad, not yeah. bad, but please eat, you know? Like, <laughs> please finish it. Yeah, yeah, please, 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 please. So I think they know, like, when Xander starts cooking, like, yeah. they don't need to cook okay. for yeah. a while. Like, there's wait. a lot of yeah. food coming out. <laughs> yeah. Nice. How has your family taken to the whole mm. thing as well? Uh, they've been great. They've been great. Like, they've been, they were super supportive throughout, like, the filming of the show. Mm. Um, and, like, I have a lot of younger siblings mm. at home. Mm. And mm. so... 
they were very encouraging mm-hmm. you know That's like good. and uh, they kept they kept me rallied because you know on the show there were definitely some really bad days mm. really hard days like when you just feel like crap uh you just start doubting yourself lots mm. of questions start coming in and i would say sort of having uh, my family there and um my younger siblings it really helped a lot because they're super positive mm. you know like um they voice like said oh man like you know it's okay it's okay zans like just yeah believe in yourself and like pick yourself up again and yeah, so they're good very supportive that's mm. good it's yeah. great mm. to hear mm. so in terms of working for yourself what are some of the challenges that you first face and mm. how you overcome those challenges i think for anyone <laughs> who has left a corporate role mm. pursue something that is uh you know freelance in nature mm. the biggest thing is mm. once you let go of your corporate salary mm. okay uh i've spoken yeah. to hundreds of people about it mm. you know um the moment you lose that regular monthly salary yes. uh it can be daunting yeah yeah it can throw you mm. and that was probably the most challenging thing right. for me transitioning into this freelance role I kind of went into it mm. thinking that okay like I I had saved some money up mm. so like I had a buffer to feel comfortable and I always said like okay I'm going to give myself one year so I'm going to save up mm. x amount and mm. like when I go like I'm just going to go mm. like 100% yep. like I don't want to like do part time here part time yeah. there yep. uh like, like if you do it like let's give it a good shot yeah right yeah let's do it and of course like during that time like I had to tell myself that I had to be uh very frugal as well mm. and be careful on my expenses because mm. i mean i i love to eat like food is like been everything to me so my entire life and of course like i i enjoy drinking as well yeah. you know <laughs> i enjoy my wine i enjoy my whiskey and so you know like going uh to restaurants right. and always checking out new restaurants right. uh from sort of like sort of cheaper restaurants mm. right through to fine fine dining has been like my thing mm. i spent so much money there uh a while back I used to go very regularly uh but like I had to cut back there you know and I would say that for a long time like mm. I haven't been to new restaurants right now I think people wow. keep asking like oh man you must know all the good stuff right mm. and I'm like no don't I don't I I, I spent a lot of time cooking I don't go out as much to nice restaurants anymore unless like it's in a uh, an occasion right then like okay like a friend invites for a birthday mm. then I'll go you know yeah. but like mm. yeah but do you get trying. don't you get invited <laughs> sorry invited? I think that's a lot of people think or you know ask right don't you get invited down and try this yeah app, once you know? in a while once in a while mm. i do and that's that's very nice <laughs> that's like one of the best things for sure um and generally like if i go to a restaurant and i'll like say hi to the chef and uh, have mm. a bit of a chit chat um it's great because then you know you know they they i think uh sort of chefs in the kitchen like taking care mm. of people who like to eat as well mm. yeah you know so they send mm. over a couple of dishes that's nice but mm. uh it's not all the time yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just wondering is freelance chef a very common thing in Singapore now or um, is it something that's starting to get traction more and more yeah. chef wanted to get freelance Yeah yeah. yeah I would say that um it's becoming more common now mm. So private chefs private dining is mm. becoming quite popular I think mm. you know on on social media on Instagram mm. yeah. you will see like a few people who started there Mm. um who have developed an amazing following mm. uh even to the point where they went and opened up a actual restaurant based mm, on yes, starting yes. there mm. you know there are some great cases on that mm. um and yeah so it's becoming more popular 
Right. Definitely. Right. So it seems like social media has actually helped some of the freelance chefs in terms of getting their breakthrough. How about yourself? Are you also trying to build your community, you know, yes, in terms of the social yes. media and things well, like that? I mean, social media is like, it's everything. Mm. You know, I think that uh, people who neglect that or mm. don't um, maybe give it its due importance, mm. I'm sorry, like it's, you just can't do that. If you're selling a service or a mm. product, you need to be on there. Mm. And it's, it's, um, it's something which takes up a lot of my time as well. Mm. You know, um, maybe I should hire someone to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so freelancers out there, please register yourself. Free, anyone freelancers who would love to help with the Instagram, <laughs> yeah. I would love the help. Uh, yeah, uh, but sort of, yeah, I've been having to do that myself. Mm. And it is, it's so important though, mm. you know, especially um, for, I guess, yeah, for a chef, um, because what we sell are dishes, food, mm. right? Yeah. Plates of food mm. that are, enticing, that are mm. beautiful, um, that want to get diners into our events. Mm. Uh, and also like we're selling ourselves as a, I guess as a potential brand, yeah. Yeah. right as well. So yeah, um, yeah very important. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I mean, um, just to follow on your building a brand, right? Mm-hmm. So building a brand is very important to freelancers. I think that's, um, you know, what some of the advices of our guests has yeah. given to our freelance community as well. So in your opinion, how do you then go about creating that brand, right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you create something that you want it to be so close to you? And then as a chef, right? How is it representative of a chef? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that um, probably when I talk about this, like it's not going to be um, specifically to a chef, but mm. for anyone who's like building their brand, I would say that you really need to take some time, you know, to really think about firstly who it is uh, that you want to be, how you want to be portrayed by the public, and um, is it something that number one you are actually passionate about and love. Mm. Right. Yeah. If you build yourself, build yourself up as someone who does. Uh, okay, I'll take it back to a cooking uh, sense. Sorry, mm. uh, who does like traditional Peranakan cuisine, mm. everything made by hand, mm. labor of love. If you do that and you want to make yourself the Peranakan mm. chef, then like you gotta love Peranakan food mm, because yeah. you are then gonna be making Peranakan food for a while. You know, and if you commit to something, the worst thing you can do within a very short period of time is double back and change it. Mm. Because then it just confuses people. Because right. it's like, oh, you you did that before. Uh, why are you now making French cuisine? Mm. You know, I'm very confused. So yeah. I would say sort of uh, coming up with a, uh, a route, a path, a passion uh, in terms of what you want to explore that you can keep for a very long period of time and that you're happy to like, you know, throw yourself at. Mm is important and also i took some time to really speak to other people Mm. you know because i think like in your own mind you're kind of like yeah this works yeah you know i'm so sure of myself like this sounds like a great idea like i'm gonna go for it but actually you really need to speak to a lot of people Mm. then the more people you speak to uh from different industries from different backgrounds levels of expertise creative minds Mm. corporate minds Mm. Um, generally not family members because they can be a bit biased and skewed okay <laughs> people who like just just are not gonna like uh, maybe 
like float your head like if it's mm-hmm. not good you know yeah. you need like you need hard truths yeah right in that initial space yeah. and like speaking to lots of people it kind of helps to open your mind and maybe see like actually that's cool but maybe you should do this mm-hmm. because i see like there's a um a space in the market now yeah right or there's like a demand for this right now mm-hmm. and i can kind of see you doing that better mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's another important one mm-hmm. so you know, transitioning, I mean, it was transitions for you in a lot of different ways and on a lot of levels of your life, right? Mm-hmm. From being, going from corporate to a freelance, from being, from uh, going from IT to cooking, yeah. Um, yeah. and also from a passion to suddenly something that's your profession mm-hmm. and your job. That's right. Um, you know, how has... That has that affected your cooking? Has that affected um, mm-hmm. your love for cooking? I would say it. I think for for anyone who makes their passion the job, yeah. I mean it's going to change, mm. right? You can say that it's not going to change, but the moment it's mm. like what you do every day, and it's what um, uh, I guess is what is what pays the bills. It's it's going to change mm. slightly. Yeah, you know. Um, definitely my cooking has had to change and adapt along the way. Uh, I would say that, you know, where I was a year ago, uh, compared to now is like vastly different, Mm. you know, uh, like I've had to really, um, raise the game Mm. a lot more. And, um, that's another interesting one though, because like, you know, after, after everything happened with MasterChef, right? Like, there was this, like, finale, and then, like, announcements were made, and, like, whatnot. Um, I think, like, the understanding or the expectation when restaurants and hotels would bring me in or I would do a demo or a workshop is that, like, I know everything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're the master right? chef. Right? Like, you, you have yeah. to know everything. Yeah. And so yeah. it was uh, it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. In a lot those, of expectations. In those early months, like... Honestly, like there were nights when like I was having sleepless nights, mm. um, like yeah, up until the end of 2018, end of last year, beginning of like this year, mm. there was so much pressure because mm. like you had to perform. Yes. You couldn't not perform. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that was, <laughs> that was one thing. But then again, so uh, yeah, anyway, I've come a long way since then. It's good. Uh, I now know how to say no to events. Mm. You know, there's certain things I can do and I can't mm. do, I don't want to do. Mm. Um, I realize that I work best when I don't cram my schedule too much. You know, right. I need to be able to give myself entirely to a project or mm. to an event, mm. um, pop up, whatever it may be, mm. um, without the pressure of having to worry about, okay, in like two days, I have to yeah. do it all over yeah. again. Yeah. You know, so like I, I try to plan my time a little bit better. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But um, on it being your your source of income right now, yeah. you know, yeah. um, like who was, did you see yourself earning money from cooking basically? Mm-hmm. And then who is your first paying client? How do you see yourself growing in this? Because I, I don't think it was in your plan, right? Mm-mm. It was sort of something that happened. So yeah. How, yeah. how do you go about planning that? And who was your first paying customer? Yeah, so okay, it was it was never planned that I would go down this route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um my first paying customer, okay, so I was I was quite fortunate in the respect that I mean, coming off 
the end of uh, MasterChef season one, there was yeah. uh, a, a really, really great demand, mm. you know, for me to come in and do things, mm. which was great. So like mm. that kind of initial time, like kept me going, mm. you know, I had lots of things coming in. Right. And um, like I was doing some work as well with our main sponsors, our direct sponsors yeah. at the time. Mm. So like, you know, I was doing stuff with Ariston, I was doing mm. stuff with cold storage. Like I had like all these like sort of like obligations as well, yeah. mm. you know, that I had to fulfill mm. back to the show. So I did those. Um, probably, so okay, I'm not gonna really count those as first paying customers because mm. I kind of felt like they were gonna happen anyway. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the way I look at that yeah. point in time. Uh, but first paying customers, um, yeah, it was probably like collaborations with restaurants and then mm. um, doing like a profit share from earnings on um, what was made, you know, during that pop up. And then some other brand work as well. Uh, but I could say that. You know, in all honesty, I think from from the outside, if people sort of look at, say, for example, my social media, and then they see like, oh, it was just so busy. It's just one event to the next. Mm. Everything is yeah. so lined up. Yeah. Uh, like all these photos are taken. They're so mm. beautiful. Mm. Like I can tell you, like it was all. It was so much hard work, mm. and it does. It didn't just happen. Mm. Um, so many of the gigs and things that I have done has been me reaching out to people. Mm. And probably the biggest advice I can ever give is that mm. it comes down to hustle. Mm. It comes down to hustle and how badly you want it, you know, because yeah. um, straight off the bat of the show, like there's so many opportunities out there. There's mm. so many people you can write to. There's so mm. many things you can do, um, but sometimes you just kind of need to be the first one to make that move. You know, you have to be the one that's going to like come out with that idea like, hey, let's let's do a series for delivery, like of mm -hmm. five dishes that we can deliver. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, create three recipes here. Um, let's focus on mm -hmm. um, people who are on a keto diet, you know, mm -hmm. because you have incredible products, a great website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so like I put myself out there so much. Yeah. I had I had super thick skin. Mm. Like I do not <laughs> mind being told no. no. Yeah. It's not a problem. Right. It's not a problem. Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, um, if okay, maybe, maybe there are people who get things handed to like mm. everything. Yeah. But mm. I think more often than not, it's really not about that. Mm. And like the failure um, actually drives me more. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. like if someone says no, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna remember what you've said yeah, today. You watch. Yeah. I'm gonna remember. Gonna come back again. Yeah. And then I'm like, we'll have a conversation yeah. again in six months. Okay. No, because like that, like it just drives me that right. way, you know. Because right. it's like it's just that, like, well, I've got to prove them wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. You know. So yeah. Um, so a lot of those early gigs and a lot of the gigs actually have been, yeah, just hustle. Put yourself out there. Yeah. You know? I, I think it's interesting because um, I think a lot of people have the perception that, oh man, you were featured on the TV, or Master Chef, yeah. you won the whole thing, and things must just be thrown at you mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. um, which is a very easy assumption to make. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm glad that you brought it up. It's, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, like, a lot of people reached out, yeah. right? Yeah. There was a lot of goodwill after the show, yeah. a lot of things came in. But then again, like, are those the things that you want to be doing? Yes. Right? Are they aligned yeah. with my brand yeah. do i want to be like and okay like oh yeah okay great let's talk about this in the freelance space mm. how many times you get approached to do something to produce something give your ip out there in response for exposure yeah, yeah. 
I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who get me. And like, I know I get this all the time within like our industry, F&B, right. you know, to be right. featured here. Ah, it's great exposure, don't worry about yeah. it. You're not gonna be paid though, but like it's great exposure. And like, sure, if you do that all your life, you're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, like you, 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 you need to bring something home. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, of course, some exposure and being like smart about which mm. ones you do mm. can then absolutely propel you mm. further. But uh, if it's only that, that is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the critical part is also understanding your value, yes, right? And then what right. trade-off you are willing to make, right? But on top of that, what other advice do you think, you know, for someone who wanted to consider to start freelancing, to really consider whether mm. this is the path that they should take yeah, before yeah. They, they jump into it? Um, okay, so I would say that you have to go in with the mindset that it's, it's going to be tough at first. Mm. You know, that first six months, mm. probably that first year, actually... Mm. Yeah, most definitely that first year. Mm. Um, it's going to be hard. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work and you, you'll you need to stay driven. Mm. And I think that you would need to go in with the mindset like I'm investing myself uh, for the future. Mm. You know, I may not be reaping the rewards right now. You know, I may not be earning what I feel I should be earning, mm. but um, I'm working towards my future. So mm. for right now, it's hard. But like, you know, what I'm looking at is my career in two years time, three years mm. time, and where mm. I'll be then. Yeah, I, I think that's very well said. So how do you see yourself in five years time, say, for example? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you intend to start restaurants? Yeah, that's a you? great question. Yeah. That's a Traveling great... around the world as a chef? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think that um, I, when I when I started like this time off, I always told myself that mm. I, I'm going to try like, everything mm. and from there i'm gonna like strike off things that i know i don't want to do and i'm like i was completely okay and even until today i'm completely okay not knowing exactly what i want to do mm. you know because uh it was, it's such a big change yeah. and i think that having a little bit of uncertainty in your life is a good thing you know i feel like mm. it, it opens you to things that maybe you never would have planned but mm. actually work out unbelievable like fantastic and so not planning uh is is sort of been my my goal this mm. year and like already i know things i don't want to do mm. so if you were to ask me where i want to be in five years um i can probably say some things that i would like to have done mm. and achieve by then mm. um i don't know if it's true but i would yes one day like to have a restaurant mm. absolutely mm. um be here in singapore or overseas uh i don't know that Actually, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be that I want to try and do uh, fine dining mm. or plating, you know, because mm. that's that's all good and well. Right. It's a lovely treat, you know, yeah. and um, there are uh, incredible, like, obviously, there are incredible chefs out there and restaurants that put plates of food together that are just, you know, works of art. Yeah. Right. But um, I think that, you know, for, for me as a person and like the way I like to cook, I I. I like simple stuff. I like simple food. I love great ingredients. And I just don't like, I don't like too much fussy stuff, mm, yeah. you know, once in a mm. while. Like, I understand that a lot of the dishes that I'm doing now uh, for certain events, like, I need to, like, amp it up. Mm. Yeah. But then again, that's what is currently in demand for certain things. Mm. But I think sort of 
if I were open up something, like I'd want it to be casual, approachable, yeah. not intimidating, yeah. but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just delicious food. Yeah. Um, I would like to always then also in five years have uh, F&B and food still part of my life. Mm. It may not be the full-time job mm. then, yeah. but mm. for it to kind of always remain my creative outlet mm. and my passion. Like mm. in five years time, like I don't want to have F&B and food being uh, no longer the passion. Yeah. Mm. That would be the worst yeah. thing possible. Right. So I want to make sure that it's always there. It's always you part need- of your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, hey, if I jump back into a corporate role or gig, then okay. I mean, mm. it may be in a different industry, mm. you know, but I feel like there are ways to be within the F&B industry and not be a lion chef, mm. yes. you know, be a chef chef. Like, yeah. I feel like um, a lot of people have like very... Um, uh, specific ideas of what it's like to be uh, a photographer mm. or to be, um, you know, a, a stylist or a chef that are like, oh, you have to do corporate shoots as a photographer only. Or, you know, for mm. a chef, you have to, uh, you know, work at a restaurant. Yeah. If you don't work at a restaurant, then, you know, you're not a chef, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like there's still ways to be within those industries. Um, but they're just different roles out there, yeah. you know? So that's what I want to kind of reach to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a journey I'm learning. And yeah, so. So if you were to give one piece of advice to your younger self, yeah. right, what would that be? Just one piece of advice to your younger oh, self. Oh, actually easy. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Easy. Oh, wow. It's so easy. Okay. It's so easy. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Mm. Without a doubt. I think for the longest time, mm. I uh, shut that off. You know, I kind of went by the book. Mm. I played it safe for so long in my younger life, did what was expected of me. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, it's not that I have any regrets there, but I wish I followed my passions and my dreams right mm. from the get-go because mm. I feel like I'd be at a very different place now mm. if I did. Mm. But maybe that wouldn't have led you to where you are right now. No, yeah. not, no, no. I mean, yeah, I'm sure like I, would, I wouldn't be where I am now, yeah. definitely. Uh, but then again, like, you know, I, I didn't need to go into MasterChef to realize mm-hmm. this dream, like, yep. you know, another yeah. thing that I keep thinking to myself is like, why did I need to go onto a show to validate my love for food? Mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly helped and made it clearer and an easier decision for me, but um, I could have done something mm-hmm. a while back. So yeah, follow your dreams without a doubt. Yeah, that's a very good advice, especially to young people nowadays, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of young freelancers, right? Yeah. Um, they were all, you know, f- following their dreams, but yet then they have a lot of packages in that sense. The parents will say, oh, you know, why are you doing this? You're yeah. not being paid, you know? Yeah. Are yeah. you crazy? Can you go out of the house, earn some money? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering, if you could turn back time and no. you really have followed your dreams earlier, what yeah. do you think are the success level that you're at right now? What <sighs> would you have been... What, yeah, at what point? Be. I yeah, think potentially, like, if, if, I, if I really committed myself to um, FMB and I went to culinary school mm. and I really spent, like, my early working life, mm. sort of, like, early 20s, mm. working in professional kitchens, mm. um, I don't see why I couldn't be at a really top, top restaurant right now, mm. you know? And mm. I think that that goes for any young chef out there. Like, mm. if they apply themselves, they go to culinary mm. schools, mm. Um, they stage at the right kind of restaurants, mm. and, like, they're hardworking, they're ambitious. I think that they can hop around quite easily, and mm. you can find yourself at the restaurants that you want to be at, you know? Um, and you probably open your first restaurant now. 
Probably, probably. <laughs> Actually, at my age now, 32 is a bit late yeah. already. You know, I think for some of the young ones, you know, they start even yeah. younger. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. I've spoken to about opening a restaurant in Singapore has been like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Like yes. family members, people within the industry. Like, I mean, Singapore is a very hard place. It's very competitive. Um, and, you know, I mean, the failure rate of restaurants within the first year is high. It's really, really high. Um, yes. High enough for, I think, anyone to have, to really give it a second thought, mm. really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because a love for food is one thing, paying the bills, paying the rent. Yeah, yeah. Finding yeah. staffing, yeah. you know, getting a team together that's going to be there, like, regularly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. consistently they're going to yeah. be there is, uh, it's another matter as well. Mm. Yes. It's hard. Well, Nothing is easy though. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Xander, for coming on to our show today. Thank um, you. And for sharing with us your experience, um, mm. as well as your advice for, yeah. you know, freelancers, as well as potential chefs out there that we see or so. Yeah. So um, thank you all of you out there who is watching this episode of Freelance Creative Exchange. So if you enjoyed the show, do let us know by leaving a review in iTunes and subscribe to us. Uh, hit the bell button so that you know the next new episode that's coming up. Yep, and follow the Creative Sidework community as well as Facebook page. We also have Zender's Instagram page that's um, right, and yeah. other social media handles down mm. below. Yeah. So um, feel free to hit us up there. If you have any other questions or suggestions of what you want us to follow next time or ask about in the next few episodes, please also drop us a comment below. Right, but until then, so we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye.